1: Good morning, it's Monday, September 24, Monday again, I can't believe it. Welcome to Daily Walk. I'm Becky D'Olivera.
0: And I'm Jayfit D'Olivera. Let's uh, pray for today. Heavenly Father, just want to thank you again, Lord, to be able to lift up your name, to thank you for this passage, to thank you for today, to thank you for uh, all that we're going to do today for work and school and all the privileges that we have and all the struggles that we have as well, Lord, for through the struggles, may we be able to work out something great that takes place as well. Uh, bless us as we think about this passage. May we uh, see new, some new insight and application in our lives. We ask this in Jesus' beautiful name. Amen.
1: Amen. All Romans 9, the entire chapter. Today we're reading from the New Living Translation, subtitled, God's Selection of Israel. With Christ as my witness, I speak with utter truthfulness. My conscience and the Holy Spirit confirm it. My heart is filled with bitter sorrow and unending grief for my people, my Jewish brothers and sisters. I would be willing to be forever cursed, cut off from Christ, if that would save them. They are the people of Israel, chosen to be God's adopted children. God revealed His glory to them. He made covenants with them and gave them His law. He gave them the privilege of worshipping Him and receiving His wonderful promises. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob are their ancestors, and Christ Himself was an Israelite as far as His human nature is concerned. And He is God, the one who rules over everything and is worthy of eternal praise. Amen. Well then, has God failed to fulfill His promise to Israel? No, for not all who are born into the nation of Israel are truly members of God's people. Being descendants of Abraham doesn't make them truly Abraham's children. For the scriptures say, Isaac is the son through whom your descendants will be counted, though Abraham had other children too. This means that Abraham's physical descendants are not necessarily children of God. Only the children of the promise are considered to be Abraham's children. For God had promised, I will return about this time next year, and Sarah will have a son. The son was our ancestor Isaac. When he married Rebekah, she gave birth to twins. But before they were born, before they had done anything good or bad, She received a message from God. This message shows that God chooses people according to His own purposes. He calls people, but not according to their good or bad works. She was told, Your older son will serve your younger son. In the words of the Scriptures, I loved Jacob, but I rejected Esau. Are we saying then that God was unfair? Of course not. For God said to Moses, I will show mercy to anyone I choose, and I will show compassion to anyone I choose. So it is God who decides to show mercy. We can neither choose it nor work for it. For the scriptures say that God told Pharaoh, I have appointed you for the very purpose of displaying my power in you and to spread my fame throughout the earth. So you see, God chooses to show mercy to some and he chooses to harden the hearts of others so that they refuse to listen. Well, then you might say, why does God blame people for not responding? Haven't they simply done what he makes them do? No, don't say that. Who are you, a mere human being, to argue with God? Should the thing that was created say to the one who created it, Why have you made me like this? When a potter makes jars out of clay, doesn't he have a right to use the same lump of clay to make one jar for decoration and another to throw garbage into? In the same way, even though God has the right to show his anger and his power, he is very patient with those on whom his anger falls, who are destined for destruction. He does this to make the riches of his glory shine even brighter on those whom he shows mercy, who were prepared in advance for glory." And we are among those whom he selected, both from the Jews and from the Gentiles. Concerning the Gentiles, God says in the prophecy of Hosea, Those who were not my people, I will now call my people, and I will love those whom I did not love before. And then at the place where they were told, You are not my people, they will be called children of the living God. And concerning Israel, Isaiah the prophet cried out, Though the people of Israel are as numerous as the sand of the seashore, only a remnant will be saved. For the Lord will carry out His sentence upon the earth quickly and with finality. And Isaiah said the same thing in another place. If the Lord of heaven's armies had not spared a few of our children, we would have been wiped out like Sodom, destroyed like Gomorrah. Subtitle Israel's Unbelief. What does all this mean? Even though the Gentiles were not trying to follow God's standards, they were made right with God. And it was by faith that this took place. But the people of Israel who tried so hard to get right with God by keeping the law Never succeeded. Why not? Because they were trying to get right with God by keeping the law instead of by trusting in Him. They stumbled over the great rock in their path. God warned them of this in the scriptures when He said, I'm placing a stone in Jerusalem that makes people stumble, a rock that makes them fall. But anyone who trusts in Him will never be disgraced. Wow, and where do people get the silly idea that there's such a thing as predestination? I have no idea. No evidence for that here. Whatsoever.
0: Well yes. If you take if wow. you just take if,
1: if I take it like at what it says, yes.
0: Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, really. Yeah. Yeah. A and bit. you and you ignore the rest of the Bible.
1: Well, I don't I didn't say that. Yeah. I think you're putting words <laughs> in my mouth. Anyway, let's go to the recalibrate question, shall we? <laughs>
0: Well, I think I—I I mean, predestination is a massive question that's actually going to come up uh, through this because, I mean, it's, well, it's, a, huge, kinda, yeah. it's, it's a huge issue it's, inside here. It's a major theme. It's a major theme inside here. And and if the text is talking about us, uh, and specifically about us, it is a major question. If the text is talking about Israel and the purpose of God through Israel, there's a bigger question inside there. So let's look oh. at the recalibrate question uh, today. Have you ever felt safer or more special because you were part of a specific church And what would you be willing to give up for someone else to know Jesus?
1: Oh, like the way Paul kind of talks about giving up his privilege in Mm. order to. Huh? Have you ever felt safer
0: or more special because you were part of a specific church?
1: Um, Let me think. Maybe when I was a very small child, you know, um, because I sort of bought things that I was told, more or less, hook, line, and sinker.
0: Huh?
1: Oh, and since then, I mean. I mean, no when, I chi- when I was a child when I was a child,
0: I really I remember great. like we we called them Sabbath school teachers. and I remember Sabbath school teachers who really loved me, and they made me feel really special when I was a kid. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Oh, but I think this but, is meaning more that you felt special because you were part of like the remnant or like a select group of people who oh, had more knowledge or see, had more. Ooh, that's how I would yeah, take that. Yeah. And I think a lot of Adventists, you know, our church, are specifically taught to feel that way you know we're taught that we have understanding that other people do not
0: have you felt safer safer um, safer because i'm a seventh-day adventist
1: i've not felt safer no because i I mean i fully believed that i would be executed before i was 16 (laughs) so i did i feel i felt more like i had a target painted on my back Um, and more special to some extent i think if i had just continued to be a Regular Adventist person, no, I wouldn't have felt more special because I'm married to you often because I'm in situations where people know you, people treat mm. me as if I'm more special. Mm. So that, I mean, that's kind of nice actually. Mm. It's one of the few instances in my life where that happens. Yes. So um, I, I won't be- complain about it too much. Yeah. Mm. <laughs>
0: Or would you be willing to give up for someone else to know Jesus? Uh, I mean, I, I do like that that motive and, and that question as well inside it, because Paul uh, implies here that you know Christ gives up anything to be able to pull us together inside here. And
1: well, I've often thought, I've you know, I've asked this in a different way. I've said that one question that's really interesting to me is that people worry a lot about their personal choices because they feel that they need to remain pure and like uh-huh. stay away from sinful things. So, for instance they would avoid going to a bar or going to movies or doing certain things. And I think, you know, suppose that that, doing one of those actions was a way that you could connect with someone and bring them salvation. Are you really saying that you would be worried about the loss of your own purity, even if that meant that you could reach someone else? It always feels like it's a weird kind of selfish, um, self-centered attitude that we have, that we're worried about making sure that we... Stay pure so that we will be saved. It's like, well, what if you? I've said, I mean, I've told you, yeah, I, yeah. I think I've made this exact speech. What if you stopped worrying about whether you're saved at all? What if you never thought about it, never gave it another minute thought, and you just one gave way it over or the to God? other? Yes, and you just tried to do what you could do for other people hmm. and you never gave any thought to your own salvation. I think that might be a transformational attitude changer.
0: Yeah. I mean, God. Yeah. Paul, Paul kind of pulls through this text here that, that God chose Israel. Um, and he, I mean, clearly at the very beginning he says he chose Israel. He says God chose his people. He revealed his glory through them. He gave them the covenants, the law, the privilege of worshipping him. He says here right now, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, he goes through this whole story. And he says it actually culminates in Jesus Christ, who is God. Mm. And he says all of this to basically say that the solution is through Israel. Um, and yet,
1: well, then we're out of luck.
0: Yet they rejected Jesus. So even though they're chosen, mm. even though they're predestined, I'm doing the what do you call this when your fingers are
1: scare in, quotes. What? <laughs> what did you call them? <laughs> scare quotes.
0: Yeah. Uh, even though quoting, even though they were predestined, you know, to to when
1: you're talking, oh you say quote predestined.
0: Oh, quote because
1: people can't see your fingers. Really? <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. I was doing it for you, so you could <laughs> actually you. say it. <laughs> I, I
1: can understand it. Uh,
0: they actually, they actually rejected. Uh, they actually rejected that choice. Uh, they rejected that, and I think the whole uh, Potter uh, metaphor later on is actually really interesting as well. So, look, our time's up for now. I'm going to just repeat this question again. Have a think about that. Have you ever felt safe or more special because you were part of a specific church? And what would you be willing to give up for someone else to know Jesus? Think about that. Look after each other. Live love, and we'll connect tomorrow. Hey, thanks again for listening to the Daily Walk podcast today. Hey, remember, if you have any questions, reach out to us online at boulder.church. And if you can help support us, please feel free to give online at boulder.church. Until next time, look after each other and live love.